You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. I'm very excited to be chatting with Amanda Vernon today. She is so funny, and I love her Instagram, and she just has such an amazing personality. So, Amanda, welcome to the show. Ah, uh, thanks. What an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> nice to see you, Sophia, and uh, great to be talking to your listeners as well. Yeah. So, why don't you just start off right off the bat? Um, introduce yourself to the audience. Sure. I'm a full-time recording artist. I live in the Phoenix, Arizona area with my husband and our four young children. And I, I love Jesus. Is that a simple, is that too simplistic? (laughs) (laughs) But it's everything. So (laughs) perfect. I love it. I mean, it's all encompassing. So why not? You know, (laughs) Let's go broad first. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Honestly, I didn't even know you had kids. There was no way. I was like, no way. She has kids. She looks too good to not have kids. So I was like, <laughs> that's so funny. I love being a mom, but I also don't want to just like, I don't want to just like have that be my only brand. Like I'm mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like, you know, variety. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yes no but that's awesome so phoenix i've never been to phoenix is how's the weather how's it going over there okay it's sunny it's bright it's always that way (laughs) Um, my husband you know my husband's family is originally middle eastern Mm -hmm. and so they i think it's in his blood to just love the sunshine in the desert we grew up in the midwest so um, you know, well, you know, Ohio, right? So, you know, yeah. it's like kind of there's like this cloud coverage thing going on. That's yes. like where we, we, li- we lived in Michigan. But then when we traveled out to like warm, sunny places, say in the winter, my husband was just like, I think in touch with his ancestry in a new way. Awesome. <laughs> and he is just, he just is in his glory. And that makes me really happy also. <laughs> I'm sure it was a drastic change, though, moving from up north to, you know, Arizona. Right. We did. Yeah. So we traveled together. I mentioned I'm a recording artist. So David and I, after we got married, we started working together full time. Him, David, as my manager. And at one point, we just hit the road and we traveled full time for almost a year. So we were really able to see like other places of the country, how other people live, all these different kinds of houses and living situations. And we lived in California for a couple of years, even after that. And so this has been like of all the places, like the ideal landing spot. So I highly, you know, I I highly recommend it to anybody who's (laughs) like, what would sunshine be like? Like come to Phoenix and see. (laughs) You're invited. (laughs) I know I need to, I need to get over there. Um, It just, I've heard so many good things about it, especially like being up, up north, like towards Pennsylvania, Ohio and everything. Um, this humidity is what kills me the most. So, and having curly hair is not fun. Oh, yeah. We're in this together. No, it's not fun at all. So, (laughs) 
So I think, is it better when we have all of our problems solved if we just move well, there? Well, <laughs> I want to say when it comes to curly hair and that whole situation, yeah, I want to say yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll be moving there now instead. <laughs> at least, at least vacation. You know what I mean? You bring the yeah. half the hair products and come on down. Oh my gosh. I mean, when we go to Florida, it's just the worst. Oh, right. It's right. That's when you just have to like work with it, right? Because I remember on tour, like Wisconsin's like that too. I'll be on tour and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, yes. And then I just work with that. I just try to like, we're going, we're going big. We're, we're meant to do this. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're pretty resilient people. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. We have to adapt to that our is things. it. That is it. And that is something that you cannot gain in as many places of the world as you can in the Midwest. Resilience. True. True. So I love it. <laughs> well, I'll need to pick your brain about all the curly things. It's not, it's not always fun, but when it is, it is, you know? Oh, totally. Yes, I agree. Because, you know, it's, it's sort of like what you're saying, like about the weather, you got to like tough through it. And then with your curly hair too, sometimes you just have to tough through it, but then it's worth it. You know, when yeah. you succeed, you're just like, it's a level that other people who don't have that struggle, they'll never know. They know. won't. I know my sister, she's 13 and she came to me. She's like pinched her hair and she's like, um, I want to have curly hair. I was like, why? I want to have straight <laughs> hair. And she's like, I'm so jealous. I was like, my hair looks like a rat's nest. What are you talking about? <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to borrow your curl cream. She's like trying to scrunch uh, it to make sure it's like a curl. She's like, uh, curls awaken. Oh, yeah. And, and and it just like falls back. And I was just like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. But that's not how it works. Uh, right. So we're, we're, we're trying. She's probably going to buy like fake curls off Amazon or something mm. and make it work. But mm. um, I was like, you have to earn your right to have curly hair. Yes, you have to work for this. We all do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, no, that's fun. And I definitely need to like get recommendations for curly hair. But if you want to share your mm. secrets, yeah. Mm. I know. Yeah. I, my secret, okay, two things. One, okay. I'm so glad we're talking about this, by the way. <laughs> I bought the domain curlycatholic.com just in case. Because I feel like there's no a whole way. conversation just waiting to happen about like, you know, there's theology of the body, right? But like, what about theology of curly hair? Like, what, do our, what does our curly hair say about God? What does our curly hair say about who God created us to be True. as curly haired women? You know, does the unpredictability of my curls say something about like the inner freedom that I desire as a woman? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I feel like there's something there. So that's the first thing that's, <laughs> that's in the works, like down the road okay and then, <laughs> and then secondly okay my friend makes like body products like lip balm etc lotions yeah. and she gave me this body butter one time she's like this is like whipped goodness for your skin she goes you could also <laughs> put it in your hair but just a little bit because it'll really yeah. moisturize it and I'm telling you I put some of that in my hair and my hair said to me, like not in words, but just it expressed it. <laughs> it was like, this is what we've been waiting for our whole life. <laughs> you need to hook us up with that. So I'm thinking like maybe she, you know, I'm just thinking like, what if she makes it? And then I put it on curlycatholic.com and then I everyone's hair can get the same moisture that my hair has been soaking up recently. Yeah, it looks so nice right now anyway. I wish Thank you could see it too, but like, yeah. <laughs> I strained yeah. it. So mine is like maintained for right now. But, um, it's so dry and it's just like you have to adapt to it's, the environment yeah exactly yep so but you know what okay so this is a tip like I did even though my friend only makes 
the body butter for me right now. It's like a private thing. (laughs) (laughs) I did try some other body butter from just like Etsy and it works. Like it, it, it's, um, it just like, (laughs) it just coated the curls in like moisture, like when it's wet, right? Your hair's wet and then you put the moisture in and it just locks it that anyway. Yeah. That's what works for me. I'm Let's like, try I just this again. Keep it going. Why? It's, yes. Oh, it makes me so mad. But I mean, I switched to silk pillowcases. I'm trying oh, all yeah. these natural products, which silk pillowcases, you know, anyway, are so good. Um, but Do like, you I recommend? Just, because it's on my list. So pillowcase with a question mark. Oh, you no, recommend? definitely. Definitely. Okay. I would see, I see a very big change, not only in my hair, but my skin, which is like, mm. it's just not as dirty as like a cotton pillowcases. Yeah. Um, but I, I've worked with like a couple of companies that make silk pillowcases and I definitely recommend. So actually, what is it called? Um, MYK silk. So I'll have to put a link or something there. Um, I'm writing this down. But yeah, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's so comfortable and it's, oh my gosh, as soon as I hit my pillow, I go to sleep. So conversation <laughs> took a wild turn, but I love it. <laughs> this is so girly and I like it a lot. You know what? I don't spend a lot of time talking about girly things on my podcast. I'm usually like <laughs> theology of the body and that kind of stuff. So theology of curls. I love it. We're just going to go with that See? today. Yeah. Okay. I wrote down the pillowcase thing and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, no, totally recommend it. And I honestly, I want to say they gave me a coupon code. So if I can find that, <laughs> I will share. I have to go back in my post and whatnot. But while I'm looking for that, why don't you tell us a little about about your career with singing? Sure. And just, yeah, what's been like up to now? Yeah, thank you. Well, the time that we're recording this, I feel like the world is turning a corner. I mean, some parts of the world more than sooner than others right as far as the pandemic and it does seem like at least here in the states that there's um this era of hope as far as like we can kind of see the horizon like see is like the bright shining like (laughs) a new day is dawning yeah and so it's been man it's been such a unique um it's an overplayed word right now but I don't know what else to say about like other than this time of my career has been unlike any other that I've been through where last year around this time or in March last year um just all of my shows got canceled and that is Mm -hmm. my live tours were the number one way that we supported our family so we don't I don't have a different job I don't like sell makeup on the side although I might sell hair products someday just stay tuned um but I don't you know I we don't have like a side hustle for our family like it's my it's my music it's my ministry that is it and so all of the shows got canceled I didn't cancel any I was like I would still come they're like no 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 (laughs) we're not (laughs) and so before that I was touring all the time I was touring 15 days of the month so I was gone 15 days of the month Wow. I would usually go and like blocks of five days each Mm -hmm. come home do laundry cuddle with the kids um you know just like I was on retreat at home (laughs) (laughs) everyone come close to me and then I would go again and so my life is really extreme in that sense of like when I was home we were all home together when I was on the road it was just fast-paced on stage singing for like thousands of people at a time and then in an airplane. And so this past year has been like no shows, online content, pr- 
praying to the good Lord that we can continue to fund the feed the children project. Those are my kids. And, and then just like look here and be like, wow, we made it. Like the kids yeah. kept eating. In fact, they grew. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, and like the Lord just provided. And I have, I'll tell you what, like now I am getting ready to go back on tour again. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, let me just say that I've, I've recorded about eight studio albums and I have like 80 singles now that are out on Spotify and like very prolific um, recording experience. And so being on the road is like what I'm used to doing and being in the studio is a way of life because it started when I was in high school. So, um, but now it's like for the first time I get to go back on the road when I am so comfortable at home as well Mm -hmm. whereas before it was like always since I was a little kid like being on stage is where that's my element that's where I'm the most comfortable that's where I'm really shining but I feel like the Lord has given me this gift this past year where I feel like that at home too even more so so it's like just richly blessed um and looking forward to getting back on the road from this place of greater stability than ever before that's amazing. So what is your plan for touring? If you can share, like, what are you? Yeah, I'm just going to be really super scrappy <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, my heart's desire is to do ministry. I've, I've, I've also worked in the secular entertainment industry, mostly in like colleges in that college yeah. circuit, you know, visiting colleges for their, say like their initiation events. Is it called an initiation? No, I think it's orientation. Okay. They probably have initiation events yes. too, but that's like sororities. Okay. But I would like <laughs> show up at their like coffee shop and sing yeah. and they'd, you know, participate and buy some books afterwards because I'm an author as well. But but my heart is, is really in sh- talking about Jesus through sharing my music. Yeah. And so I really want to be at parishes and that's where my main, my main focus has been. But right now parishes are like Catholic parishes in the United States. They're, they're struggling. <laughs> like I laugh because it's so sad. Why am I, I laughing? Sorry. It's funny <laughs> though, because it's so, it's so, it's so like, it's, it's, it's hard to even say it out loud because I, I feel like everybody knows it, but it's hard to even admit how Absolutely. how much parishes are struggling. And like, you think like millennials, are you a millennial? I'm Gen Z-ish. I'm 2000. Oh, yeah. So I oh, don't yeah, know. you're right. You get to hang out and vote. So some days when it's a good thing to be a millennial, I'll hang on that one. Like, yeah, you exactly. You know, skinny Just... jeans and side parts, that's where I fall. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay with that. Love it. <laughs> my sister is born in 2000. She's the same way. Yeah. She's like, no, but I like to part my hair like this. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But like thinking about my peers, like especially like fellow like young families, are they going back to mass? Mm-hmm. It was hard before, but now it's like it's dire. Yeah. And I really want to push the issue and <laughs> I want to say like <laughs> look I know you're uncomfortable with getting people together 
Um, but we also have to take care of people's souls and not just their bodies, not just be cautious over their physical health, but we have to think about people's spiritual health and the health of like their soul and their, um, what about like their joyfulness and how we can, we can foster that through community and like coming together. And so I just want to like show up at the doorstep of the parish and be like, well, I'm here to sing now. (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys. I just see what happens yeah. and make that like my job. No, yep. That's perfect. I mean, amen. <laughs> I love the, I love what you said about not just the bodies because I talk about this a lot. Like the body is not just the physical body. It is the mm. union of the body and the soul. So without one, you don't have the other. Um, and so the, the health of one relies on the other. Um, mm. So if your soul's not healthy, your body's not going to be healthy. You're just not going to be in that good place spiritually. <sighs> that's beautifully said. Yes. Yeah, my theology background is coming into play. There you so go. You, even is. though I my major, it's coming into play. It's <laughs> <laughs> still there. It's, it's there. It's floating around somewhere. Um, but, I mean, yeah, parishes are struggling. And I just actually um, had this conversation. Well, actually, I was writing my paper for my sociology class. Mm. And the book, I don't know if you read it. It's called Children of Men. And it's a dystopian thriller novel that came okay. out in the 90s um it's by pd james and um it's set actually in 2021 which was really oh. cool because i was like we're reading it in the year that it's set like i can't believe this mm-hmm. um and so you know essentially not to spoil the the plot or anything but basically like, there's no f- fertility at all anybody okay nobody can have babies anymore um and marriage is basically at zero like there's no marriages um okay so people are baptizing like cats to try and fill that need for having children and the churches are empty like there's nobody there they're having black masses or just really filling it with anything but truth and goodness um and the last line of my paper that i wrote is if the church is not crying it's dying and Mm -hmm. i feel like we just need to get that spiritual revival back into people's hearts and it's going to start through music i mean that's how i feel the most connected Mm -hmm. with god and i'm sure you do 10 times more than i do too so (laughs) i think i i agree with you that uh that that um when music speaks to you like that's the way into your heart you know and and so I think that even though I've made it my profession, I really believe that some of us have that charism, you know, that spiritual gift of music. And that is going to be the way that we, f- at least from, um, you know, like an emotional and like spiritual level that we can like sense yeah. our, the presence of God. And then that leads into, you know, the rest of how we can see him as well. Um, so that's really encouraging to hear because, I mean, I feel that so strongly, but even, even for me, sometimes I doubt that, like, it doesn't really matter that much. And maybe people, you know, like maybe people just are over, (laughs) they don't want music anymore. (laughs) I feel like it's the complete opposite. Um, My, my really good friend and I met through Franciscan and I love her to death. And she was texting me one day and I was like, I really need to study, but she keeps sending me all these worship songs that I need to listen to. (laughs) So instead of studying, I was listening to music. I was like, wow, this is actually such a great motivator. And like, I feel like I'm in a really good spot right now. Mm, Um, And I was in this seminar for 14 weeks and literally everybody in that group is like worship 
music is where I feel the most connected to God. And 14 Ooh. little college kids are saying that. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling the same way. Yes. So it's 1,000% worth it. Um, I mean, some of the most pivotal moments of my faith journey have been mm. when I'm at like a worship concert or something. Right. Um, we actually have this thing here um, in Pennsylvania called Abbey Fest. And oh, every, yeah. Uh, have you heard of it? Yeah, in fact, right before everything shut down, I was talking to them about coming out for that, and then I totally, yes, continue. Okay. Well, well, I may or may not know the director person, so we'll see about that. But um, so I heard good things. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it is just life changing, and you know we're outside, and it's just like this big worship concert, and there's mm. four thousand and some thousands of people. Um, and they're just all worshiping. And, you know, Matt Marr was there. He's been there for, you know, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and Father Rob Galea's come. Like, there's just been so many amazing people. But the point that people come for is the concert, the music piece of it. And people mm-hmm. are just throwing their hands in the air. And, like, just, it is so beautiful to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And last year, we couldn't have it. So we kind of had our own little makeshift one in the backyard. Um, <laughs> which was so cool, too. And we I'm had a sure. few of our musician friends play. Um and people were just like, the music is just what yes. changes everything. Like, you know, when you're in mass, like, it's just you can really connect with the music and the songs mm-hmm. and everything. And that's what I love about being Catholic is it's just like, it doesn't really feel like a production. It just is like in yes. your faith. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I had a friend who she was baptized Catholic, but wasn't raised to really be practicing. Okay. And so, but she's an excellent musician and really vibrant personality. And so I invited her on tour because I'm like, if she sees what it's like (laughs) with the Catholics, she's going to love it because she loves Jesus. Um, But she's going to this non-denominational church. And I, and she told me beforehand, she's like, what I really love is that I can like express my faith. Like, so, you know, outwardly um with others and like in prayer and raising hands and stuff i'm like yeah me too but what i also <laughs> have is like the depth of the traditions and the sacraments and she was like yeah me too i'm like oh really and so i invited <laughs> her to like come to sing at like a praise and worship event that was also at adoration and it was her first oh, time being at adoration yeah. and what speaks to me about like how you describe that is, is that <clears throat> afterward, like she told me that was so humbling because she's like, we were to the side <laughs> and she's like, and I just thought to myself, like, this really isn't about me. <laughs> this yeah. isn't about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and she laughed because like, that's supposed to be the point of course. But, but when you have the physical presence of christ body blood soul and divinity in front of you it's like oh yeah it's kind of harder to deny (laughs) and so it's a beautiful yeah it's just so oh you're getting me so excited i haven't been able to talk about this in like a while and i haven't had those you know those experiences of like going into a parish and yeah i'm ready no, you need to just be like, I mean, don't fall into heresy like Martin Luther, but you need to just stand and knock on the door and be like, this is what I want. This is what I need to do right now. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay until they let me in. I want to yes. just walk. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's perfect. Um, but like, you know, I think of a lot of like sidewalk um, missionaries. You know, I just, I don't know. I picture you doing that, like just walking from church to church and being like a sidewalk <laughs> yes, that's essentially, that is essentially what it's like now. And I've done that in the past and it works and they're kind of, um, shocked that it does work because I'm like look yeah. I'm just gonna be in the area and they're like okay like when I'm like oh I'm I'm outside 
more or less. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I'm just like, well, I'm going to be there anyway. So do you want me to not sing? Or and they're like, no, it's fine. You can. And then, and then it works out and, and, and people buy, I still sell CDs, which is funny. People still buy CDs to support my <laughs> family and to listen to, I think. Um, and so they'll buy a CD, they'll buy a book and, um, and then God really multiplies yeah. uh, for us and has been taking care of us as a family. So that's, that's really what I still feel called to do. And I'm really excited that it seems like I'm going to be able to to resume that really soon. Yeah, I mean, we just got a really good news alert today. Like, restrictions are really starting to lift. And oh, awesome. I'm like, I'm so, it's just, like, so promising. I mean, I know it's been such a roller coaster ride um, right. last year, to say the least. But um, every day forward is another day of hope, you know, just, like, really mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and so it would be so cool to, like, get you up here and, like, have just all my friends. And I'd be like, just <laughs> we'll get you an address and everything. Uh, I would love that. I would love it. I can't wait. That's so cool. <laughs> but you said that you have a book. So tell us a little bit about that. I'm interested. Yes. Thanks. My book is When God Wrecks Your Romance. It's a co-authored memoir with my dear friend, Father Matt Face, who is a priest of the Congregation of Holy Cross. So you're familiar with Notre Dame, like the University yeah. of Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. So the Holy Cross founders or fathers founded Notre Dame and they have a couple other um, universities that they're at and then parishes throughout the United States and throughout the world. Just a really awesome um, community. But I grew up with Matt, like at the time, not father Matt. And we, we've known each other since we were in junior high. And so we, share our story of our friendship and of discerning our vocation side by side thinking at one point we both thought that maybe our vocations would be like the same (laughs) path and then realizing like oh god's calling us in different directions um but like but in our story we take turns sharing how it happened. So I'll tell my side of the story. Yeah. Like when we first met, this is what was going on with me. And then you see the same scene, but it's from Matt's perspective. That's awesome. And so I tried to write it cinematically because I love movies that are like that, you know, like back to the future or yeah. movies where you like, you see the same scene, but now you have more information as yeah. the viewer. It's kind of like that with our book. And I think it also, because there was quite a bit of misunderstanding between the two of us, which is, comical now but um (laughs) at the time was severely heartbreaking for both of us and so (laughs) to be able to for one look back on it and laugh with joy to see how God worked through that and even through our foolishness at the time like brought the best out of it for us both and then also I think it helps people to, to to see like that when their own path looks really confusing in the moment that God knows the rest of the story and that he's working even, even when it feels like all is lost or everything is confusing um, that yeah. he's guiding you wherever you find yourself right now. And that one day you also will be able to look back and laugh with joy for <laughs> what he's done. That's incredible. No, I think that's such a cool perspective of having different perspectives um, in the story. So what was your I mean, without spoiling the whole book, I guess. Sure. <laughs> what was your vocation story in realizing that you were called somewhere different than he was? Sure. Well, let's see. Without <laughs> without spoiling it, I know. 
Okay. Let, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a little story that was okay. not in, that wasn't, that we don't include in the book. So it's not, we won't be giving anything away that's written okay. in those okay. pages. But there was a point when I was, I was in Europe. I was starting my music career already. Um, I was there to lead music on a pilgrimage. So we were going to all these beautiful wow. basilicas and shrines. And I found myself in Fatima and I was praying at this chapel. And I, I had been waiting for this boy who then became a seminarian for a lot of years, like seven years. <laughs> oh my and gosh. I had been like praying for him. And like, we always got together along so well whenever we were together, but like we had never dated. And I was like, um, when is he going to discern out and realize that it's time for us to get married? <laughs> and so for whatever reason though, I couldn't move on. Like he was still in my heart. My heart had like no room for any other relationship and it was very frustrating because it's not <laughs> like we were even dating so I was like okay lord and in that moment I took my rosary I was like 21 at the time and I took my rosary and I said okay this might sound foolish to you lord but this is on my heart and so I'm just gonna ask you and I said all right lord I would like you to show me who my future spouse will be by the end of this decade of the rosary and so he'll marry, right? And then like moving along the beads. And you know, I knew that he, that seminarian boy, was actually like um in a, like a study abroad program. Yeah. And I was like, what if he just shows up? Like he might. It could happen. Seminarians love Fatima. Yeah. So I'm like praying and I'm just like, please show me. So all of a sudden, like the chapel's filling up with other people. And I'm like, oh, it's mass time. I gotta go. Like let them have mass. So I like walk out onto this piazza, the sun shining, and I'm like, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Like looking around. I'm like, maybe a new like a dark, tall, handsome Italian stranger. That's fine. Like sweep me off my free feet. I'll forget about the past for you, you know? I see like an elderly gentleman. I'm like, no, keep walking. Holy Mary, mother of God, right? So I finally get to that last bead. Pay for us sinners. Now and at the hour of our death. And I look up and I see a man. And he's staring at me with this huge smile and arms wide open. And it's a statue of Jesus. And I'm like, does this mean I'm supposed to be a nun? <laughs> and so I stared at Jesus and he like smiled back at me for a while. And then I realized like in that moment, like these pieces came together for me of what I had learned growing up, being raised in this faithful family and in the church that, that Jesus is the spouse of the church. And I'm like, and I'm the church and which means my future spouse is jesus <laughs> and it just took the pressure off so if you guys like oh i don't need to find the perfect man like here's the perfect man <laughs> yeah. and like whoever will be for me if i'm meant to be married will will point me toward jesus will will we will image god's love but he doesn't have to be He's not going to be like the perfect person. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be human. <laughs> and I was like, and if God is calling me to be a sister, a religious sister, then I'll get to enter into this ministry like ahead of time. It's like loophole. <laughs> and, and I just felt so like relieved. And that was like that. I would say that was a framework that really opened my heart um, to God's plan for me versus 
the only future that I could ever imagine for myself up until then. Wow, that is incredible. Oh my gosh, you really like had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, <laughs> what is she going to say? That is crazy. <laughs> Honestly, yes, the struggle with liking and maybe falling in love with seminarians is real. It's <laughs> hard. Um, and I, like, do you know um, CC and like Meg Wells and everybody? I don't know if you know them, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've I seen a lot of. Yeah, they have the podcast, right? Yes, yes. So they did yes. a whole episode. I on saw people that. I was fascinated. Liked seminarians. And it was funny because I was listening to one of them. And one of the girls that was on the podcast, her husband, now husband, was in the seminary. He just turned out and they got married. And turns out she went to my high school. And I was like, such a small world. Like, this is crazy. Um, but the amount of people that have made fun of me for, like, liking seminarians, I was like, listen, God has something special for them because he, they're so in love with God. So it would be perfect if I married one of them. But, of course, they're already married to the church. So I really can't do anything about that. Um, <laughs> so it's been a struggle for the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> that's the number one problem with being Catholic, right? You have Ooh. to know what somebody's discernment story is. Ooh, you know, it, this is a big topic. This is a big topic. And I I just, oh, I love this honesty. This is a great podcast so far. I love, I love really like talking <laughs> to you. Um, I think that, oh my goodness. There's a couple, there's like three things that come to mind as okay. like an answer to this. One is that it's, it's a unique story when, when you, for me, right? I, uh, I use air quotes, but it's true. It just sounds sappy to say with Matt when we were kids. Right. Yeah. And so he like, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't spoken for. Um, and, so, and but then he became a seminarian and I had to decide, I had to de- decide like, how am I gonna respond? Like, am yeah. I going to give him space? And am I going to be like, excuse me, I have something to say about this. Like what, you know? And so that's, that's one scenario. It's another scenario as well. Like when you meet somebody who is, when you meet somebody for the first time who is in seminary because he's only discerning like he hasn't committed his whole life yeah. he's right and so that is another a question too like what if you really hit it off with this person are you supposed to say emotionally distant out of respect or no. would it be good for his future vocation whatever it is to yeah. get to know you <laughs> you know, know. it's such because- a struggle Right. And so that's, a, you know, that is a legitimate question to be asking. And then this is the third one is that there are some women who end up becoming really close friends with a priest once he's already yeah. a priest. And that we've seen some beautiful examples of that. I mean, JP2, anyone, anyone. Um, it can be done. It's just yeah. that it's so. It's like, I want to say it's heartbreaking, but it's just like. It's so that like feelings, all the feels for that. Yes, it is. And it's, it's so, I think it is heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking to, to, because you can feel that sacrifice of celibacy. You're like, I didn't make a vow of celibacy, but yet it affects (laughs) you. Yeah, it does. And so (laughs) I think it's like so beautiful, but it's, it's almost like a lot of us don't talk about it out loud. Well, I do, but like many people don't talk about it because it's, because there's so much reverence, I think. And because it's so, such a tender um, subject matter, but it's, it's, it can be so beautiful. And so thanks for just like being honest to that and, yeah. And speaking to that. I mean, I 
can't tell you the amount of guys that are like, okay, I like you a lot, but you're seminarian, so I really have to be careful. Um, so it's a hard, it's a hard thing to walk on right now. But thankfully, like in college, your scope is kind of just opened up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was telling you about the vocation seminar I was part of, and we spent 14 weeks going through this oh. intensive thing of figuring out what is our vocation, just to see like this evolution of like how we're all going into it. We're like, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm supposed to do, but God's probably gonna be like, heck no, you need to change your mind and do something else. So we're all kind of like walking on rocky waters and trying to figure this out. But I was like, okay, maybe he just loves to torture college students and like, what is my vocation right now? So I feel like that's the case for me because I was in one major when I started this vocation seminar and now I'm in a different one. So if that doesn't Ooh, say something, I right. don't know what does, you know what I mean? It's big. Um, but I mean, it's just funny when all the guys are like, okay, so before I say anything, are you discerning or not? Like, where oh. am I supposed to be? <laughs> that is so, so sweet though. That's so, that's so it's so awesome, right? Because it's like up front, you're, what are they saying through that? They're saying like, I care about you as a person, right? You're saying yeah. it's not just, not just the physical, but we're spiritual and physical. And so like to say, like, I care about what's going on with you inside <laughs> and like what you're, how the Lord is leading you, how you're trying to hear him. I don't want to be part of blocking that, you know, <laughs> that makes me so happy to hear about those conversations, even though they're like heart wrenching in the moment, but yeah. they're funny though. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a joke with Franciscan. Somebody usually like will come up to you and be like, Hey, what's your vocation? We're like we're a student. We're not thinking about what our vocation is mm -hmm. right now. We're a student. Um, mm -hmm. And they're always like, it's so traumatizing to think about that. Like, so much pressure in the moment to answer and you're just like I'm a student that's what I'm doing I don't know yes <laughs> but I mean so I just think your story is so fascinating and I mean I'm sure there's just a lot of like human just emotion and trying to figure out what your vocation was when you're being presented with this great friendship growing mm -hmm. up so what is it like for you guys now so you have a podcast together right right so not only do we co-write our books but we also have a podcast called We Should Pray, a podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. And <laughs> so my husband, David, is our producer. So it's actually the three of us. So usually Father Matt and I are on screen, but then every once in a while, David turns the camera around and you see him <laughs> in the back with his headphones on, like monitoring the levels. And so it's, I would say, very complex. That's what it is. It's like so many feelings and so much history and so and and really father matt is my best friend i i i mean i would say my husband's my best friend but i put husband on like a higher level that sure. like they're here's yeah. friends and you can like choose like this is my closest of my friends but then husband's like up like up yeah. here yeah own individual yes <laughs> and so um outside of you know my my marriage father matt has also become my best friend and so it's Oh, it's art though too. I mean, I'm an artist. I'm a full-time artist. So everything I do is all feelings. And if I don't have all my feelings in it, then it's not authentic. Yes. I'm making fun of myself. And so, <laughs> but that's like the only way I know how to do art. Right. And then here yeah. I have my husband and father Matt, who's like godfather to one of our children now, a great friend, but also my colleague, but also the kid I fell in love with when I was 14. Like, please. <laughs> 
please, why are we put combining everything? So, and yet that's just how the Lord has been leading us. So it's like so tense yeah. and it's so, I think that's, I think you can make some art with that. <laughs> It's like one of the greatest Taylor Swift songs of all time they are writing. I mean, maybe a movie. I mean, yeah, movie. I'd watch that. I really would. Okay. Um, watching that roller coaster ride, that would be hilarious. But I love the main <laughs> prayer and tragedy into comedy. That is amazing. So, Thank what you. are some of the things before you know listening? Give us a little sneak peek. Um, what are some of the things that you guys talk about in turning tragedy into comedy? I'm interested in that. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you know, part of what we do in our podcast is like we share from our personal experience so we're like here's a topic let's say like the first one that comes to mind is like we have a, this this thing called like don't grieve the good right mm-hmm. where you some of us <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm already laughing i'm jumping ahead tragedy first some of us um it's hard for us to be like really genuinely happy in the moment because we we always wanted to jump to the next thing we're like okay this is good next right but part of it is that we're like afraid that if something's really good, maybe it's not really good. Maybe something bad is about to happen. And so we'll talk about that subject. We'll say, how can like prayer help to transform this for us? So we address like, it's tragic to not be able to like enter into that goodness. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll discuss what that's like, but then we actually like pray in the podcast about it. We're like, help us to see how this is actually hilarious. (laughs) And then, and then, and somehow we're able to to see like the joy in it, and like to realize like one of my greatest problems is is like I can't just like be happy. Like I I have to like look for issues, and I'm like that's the problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a ridiculous problem to have. Like that is a wonderful problem. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes, uh, uh, like that's the thing. Like Lord, help me to just accept the joy. Like okay. <laughs> Yes, I shall. <laughs> you know, and it's just like uh, we or like we did like a little segment in there about like trust falls, you know, and we'll like show a little video about it and like apply it to the spiritual life. Um, and and so it's 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 been awesome to be able to share like God's joy in that way. Yeah. Um, and to. To actively seek it in our friendship. Yeah. Not only in my marriage, but in my friendship with Father Matt as well. And then to just be really honest about that with people. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that it will invite them to like look for even like tragedy, not on a big scale necessarily, but just yeah. like the small. You know what you said? Like, I think it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there are things that we go through on a daily basis that are little, like little deaths to ourselves. Yeah. And that God is waiting to to bring us to a resurrection in those moments. Exactly. And yeah, it's funny you say that um, because one of my friends was like, memento mori is life. And I was like, that is really ironic statement that you say that. Um, (laughs) We are always keeping that in mind and not necessarily on a big scale. Like we're not always looking for like this big grand death at the end of our lives, but just Mm. every day, like it's a little sacrifice, you know what I mean? Like just having that, mindset of memento mori every day of what can mm-hmm. I do to die to myself to die to Christ and give him that um but I like how you said that a little death like just kind of like experiencing life as it comes um and we're always we were always talking about like 
and so I'm happy now, but what's next? Like I, um, or I'll be happy when or something like that. So making it conditional. Um, and so I feel like it's like a great testament for you guys to have this podcast where it's like, so we thought this is what I was going to be and God just transformed it 10 times over. And I'm sure you guys are just happy in your vocations more than you. Yeah, we really are. Cause we really could only do this if we were right. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i mean yeah you probably couldn't make it the comedy part it would just be tragedy <laughs> of the tragedy so <laughs> come over here while i tell you my sad story oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> in fact right now our greatest tragedy <laughs> i haven't shared this with anyone publicly but our greatest tragedy in this like situation between like father matt and like doing ministry with david and me is like he loves his new parish so much he's like been there for a year he loves it so much that he just doesn't want to travel anywhere he's like no i can't how can i go do ministry other places i love it here no no (laughs) it's so sweet i'm like but you have permission from your community he's like i know but i know (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like I think it's so good that our primary struggle, even over the years since we've both been committed in our separate vocations, is like, it's kind of hard to take the time away from, for me (laughs) to take the time away from my husband and kids to spend time with him. And then for him now to take time away to spend with me. So I think that's actually a good, a good thing that that's the, that that's the struggle. (laughs) Exactly. And now you're laughing about it too. So that's the comedy part as well. It does sounds funny when I say it out loud. <laughs> Such a cross to hang out with my best friend. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is just what life is about. It's just like laughing at ourselves more than like the amount of times in the day that I'm like making fun of myself. I'm like, this is exactly what we need to do. Like we need to be lighthearted <laughs> about things and just be like, yeah, that's a cross to bear. <laughs> there you go that is so good so do you have any little things other than you say your tours that are coming up any Mm -hmm. plans for your ministry um and music coming up soon that we can hear about yeah if people like to check out my website especially my patron offering they can go to amandavernon.com slash patron i'm really excited to build this up because we do have a community of patrons that support me directly it's not like through another platform or another website they just go right to my website and um, that way we can stay in touch with them directly and everything that they, anything that they give each month goes directly to help our family and to build our ministry. And then I've been releasing a new song every Sunday for a year. Oh and gosh. so and I send those out to patrons and we're discerning about maybe switching into like a monthly um, offering for music where I can actually build up those songs a little to a little higher yeah. quality production like I've been singing a grand piano and like it's still professional but I'm like I'm missing the drums I'm missing the violin yeah. where's the orchestra so now I'm thinking <laughs> like I'm really excited about like investing more into each song and so by the time that this podcast gets to people I think I hope that we'll have all of that kind of locked in with new rewards so again people can check that out and kind of be become a part of our ministry as well by visiting amandavernon.com slash patron that's incredible and do you have any social medias that they can connect with as well 
Oh yeah, all the social medias, Instagram. Instagram's my current favorite. I would say Me Facebook. Too. I'm just getting into TikTok. See the problem with TikTok is that I love it so much. It's so funny. It's so yes. funny. There's so many talented singers on there, and I'm like, yeah. I don't even know if this needs anything. It's perfect already, and so. <laughs> Honestly, I'm trying to discern like what is God calling me to add to this, you know? Um, And so I'm thinking maybe like relationship advice or relationship outlook because I feel like that is kind of lacking. (laughs) I think that's lacking on on TikTok. That yes, (laughs) yeah. And so yeah. So what I'm thinking, what what I'm what I'm I feel the Lord prompting me is like, why don't you just get on there and talk about like your experience of like relationships because that's not what's happening on tiktok <laughs> no you need to change that culture and make a catholic tiktok yeah there, yeah so so amanda vernon music on any of those platforms and people can find me that's awesome yeah i mean your instagram stories are always the best so you can always uh, check thanks. those out i love it i mean if you love this you'll love her stories even more <laughs> <laughs> This is so, so good. I am so happy with the way that the Holy Spirit guided this direction, starting with curly hair topics to discerning your vocation. We really hit everything. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, it's well-rounded them... like our curls. See? Oh, what? That's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I did find a code for that um, soap pillowcase. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to throw my own... Um, thing out there yeah hello sophia 15 for 15 percent off your silk pillowcase meets. hello sophia 15 yeah. and which brand was that again <laughs> that was for myk silk um there's M- yeah, all of their oh. stuff is so like aesthetically pleasing they're feed on instagram too so i'm, I'm gonna do that. this i've had this on my like to buy list for like two years this is the moment this is providence perfect yes thank you so much i literally love this conversation so much i don't think i've ever (laughs) laughed so hard on a podcast um so thanks for that um yeah thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of here not podcast amanda thank you again uh you're welcome thanks so much for having me it was great yeah thank you and we will see you next time on here not podcast bye-bye